inspire her. Getting motivated, that's easy to do when you're first starting something new. But motivation is not something that I think people have all the time. At some point, you have to learn how to be disciplined. Here's your host, Kristen Balboni. Welcome to the Inspire podcast presented by Atrium Health. This is a brand new podcast series for Panthers fans that highlights admirable women across the Carolinas as they share stories and lessons from their lives and careers. I'm Kristen Balboni, the Panthers team reporter, and today I am so excited to be joined by Bess Carter, who is a fitness and lifestyle blogger, an entrepreneur, a mom, and so many other things. Bess, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Of course. I'm so happy and excited to be here. I'm excited too. I can't wait to dive into your journey and how you got to where you are today. But of course, since it's a a Panthers podcast, I have to ask, as a longtime resident of Charlotte, what is your relationship to the Panthers? Are you a a football fan? Absolutely. I am a Panthers fan, have only ever been a Panthers fan. I've grown up in the Carolinas, so that was, you know, really the only that was the only option for me. There was no other <laughs> choice. It was Panthers for sure. And then when I moved to Charlotte in um, 2014, that fandom definitely just grew because how can it not when you're, you know, in in the city um, and having the ability to go to the games, go to the tailgates, and all of that. So, um, and then of course the, the season that immediately came after me moving there was the uh, Super Bowl run. So that was always that was a good great time <laughs> to be thing. in Charlotte. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely a fan. Love to hear that. And and you mentioned getting to to go to the games, you know, in, in Charlotte and whatnot. And I actually wanted to, to ask you about this as a, a fitness blogger. With everything coming back now, and, and things are going to look a lot more this football season like they have in the past, with, with last season being such an, an odd year, we're going to start to gather more. And people are, you know, going over to their friends' houses or going back to the games. We're excited to have a, a full stadium this season. So have you have you encountered people asking, because I know I'm asking for myself here, now that we're back in groups and celebrating together and it's amazing, how do you keep some semblance of a healthy lifestyle and maybe not overindulging too much while still getting to enjoy the benefits of all of us getting to be back together. Yeah, I think um, really when it comes to any kind of like special occasion um, or event, like going to tailgates or going to the games, um, you know, maybe it's a birthday party or a holiday, whatever it is, I think it's important not to look at those events as like them being in a silo to the rest of your life. Um, So I kind of think it's most beneficial to adopt a mindset that you can really have you know, day in and day out. And and what I mean by that is, uh, I'll explain, but I think a big part, um, you know, that I would recommend is always getting movement in of some mm-hmm. kind, um, whether that's just going on a walk or whatever kind of exercise that you enjoy. And I'm not, I don't say that because I think you need to burn off calories or earn your food because I definitely don't. What I mean by that is I think, you know, you just feel good when you, when you move. Um, so I think that's just an important kind of building block of that mindset. You you move and then you feel good. And then I think you're more inclined to make healthier um, choices <laughs> after you've done that, which is, you know, always a good thing. But, but when you go to those events, if you're going to a tailgate, um, you know, I think kind of just practicing balance as best you can, um, having, you know, of course, have get, grab a plate for food, grab some veggies, put some fruit on your plate. But if you want to grab wings, if you want to do the chips and dip or, you know, get a cookie or dessert, whatever it may be, like you should absolutely do that. Um, I think deprivation is one of the worst things you can do because it always will backfire at some point. Like you may be able to do it for a while and then eventually it's just going to implode. <laughs> so um, I think it's always good to just, you know, enjoy what you're having. Um, 
practice balance as best you can. But you know, these life is meant to be enjoyed and, and food is a big part of that. Um, so I think, you know, you should just do your best <laughs> to get movement in when you can consistently and, um, you know, not depriving yourself is, is very important, I think. So, um, you know, enjoy it. And then whatever you choose to enjoy and indulge in, don't stress about it. Don't have guilt or anxiety about it because honestly, those things are way worse for your body than anything you're going to eat. So go to the tailgate, enjoy yourself, practice balance in your choices as best you can, and then move on with your life and drink your water. <laughs> That's a great advice and uh, advice that I certainly need to take in terms of, of trying to, to find that balance, get moving, drink my water, all of those things, because we are about to enter a really very busy season with the, the Panthers training camp. Football season is coming up. It's definitely the most hectic time for me with my job um, and everyone else that I work with. And Bess, I know you have such a strong relationship with your followers and you try to answer every single question that they ask you. So I'm just wondering, what advice do you give people when they ask, how do I find that semblance of balance when I'm at my most hectic point? How can I prepare? Well, I think, you know, giving yourself grace is a really big part of it because we have to recognize that you know, we're only human. We can only do so much in a day and we put so many stressors and expectations on ourselves, and that can just lead us to feel like we're failing if we're not doing everything perfectly. So I think in times when you're just super busy, um, the best thing you can do is just try to incorporate some of the most basic things as best you can. So carry a big water bottle with you. So you, you're remembering to stay hydrated. Um, if you can take a 10 minute break to go outside and get some fresh air, maybe walk around that can do, you know, wonders for your mindset and even your just it's extra activity. Um, so just just basic things like that. If you can try to remember to get in bed a little bit earlier, if you can, um, stuff like that. And then days come up where maybe you have a little bit more time. Maybe you can do more of a of a thirty minute workout um, if you can find the time or whatever whatever it means to you, honestly. And and sometimes if you're in a really stressful time in your life, um, exercise might not necessarily be what. Um, serves you best every single day, maybe what you need is some extra rest. So I think checking in with yourself every day and really just trying to honor what your body needs. So if you feel like you need movement, go get a, a little sweat sesh. If you feel like you really just are wiped and you need a break, like try to disconnect from social media, try to do everything like to, to just sort of shut things out for 15 or 20 minutes and just take some deep breaths and just try to relax. <laughs> if you can get a power nap, do that. Um, so I think just whatever really you can squeeze in that can be like just little moments of um, self-care kind of is what you should try to do just in those times where you're just so busy because really we're only human and we can't do everything perfectly all the time. That's more great advice. I do have one follow-up because of something you said about getting into bed a little bit earlier. Um, I hope I'm not the only one that does this or else I'm just asking for myself. But I think this is something that a, a lot of people do, which is like, okay, I'll go get in bed after a busy day. It's like 9.30, 10. I'm like, okay, this is great. But then I'm on my phone scrolling on. So TikTok has been like a black hole yeah. for me. <laughs> what, oh my how, gosh, yeah. how do you, and especially with your with your career, how do you personally turn that off or, or check in with yourself? Because because then I then I look up and it's you know 11:30 and I'm more tired now my eyes hurt you know I'm doing the opposite of what I thought I was going to do 
Yeah. <laughs> it actually, I don't know, it might actually be more helpful to me in just this regard that I am on social media more throughout the day probably than other people because it is so much of, of my job. So really when nighttime comes, I'm ready to put it down. Like I don't want to be on it anymore. <laughs> You're like, I've um, done enough work but, for today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I'm tired of scrolling. I don't want to do it anymore. But a big thing that helped me actually was when I started finding more books that I liked reading and mm. that I would I'd be more um, like excited about getting in bed and like to read for a little bit and that's like so much a better way to unwind than like scrolling on our phones or watching TV or something because um, you know all the studies or science or whatever will say that you shouldn't ha- have like the screen in front of you you know at least 30 minutes before you go to sleep because it, it can interrupt your sleep but I think finding a book that I that I really like look forward to reading is something that has helped me get in bed earlier and unwind better and I think I think that's kind of been what has helped me. That's great advice. And I love to read. And you're right. I don't do enough of it. I can't thank you enough for all of these tips. And like I said, I hope that I'm not alone in all of this or else I'm just asking for myself. But I do think it's something that we all go through. So thank you so much. And and yeah. now, of course, I'm excited to dive in more into into your journey and, and how you do it all and how you got to where you are. What does a day in your life look like? What is the busiest day? You know, it's a Wednesday, two weeks ago. What does that look like for you? Well, I will say my most important title is that I am a mom. So of all of my duties, that comes first. So I'm kind of like a stay at home slash work at home mom. Um, So a lot of my days really juggled around my daughter's nap (laughs) schedule. So a lot of times I'll wake up in the morning, I try to work out first thing um, before she wakes up. And then when she's awake, I'm doing mom things and she goes on for a nap. And I usually have a to do list during nap time that I have, you know, try to write out the night before. So I know exactly what I need to do to make the most of my time. And really every day looks different. So it's hard to say exactly like what a day looks like, but there will be things like writing newsletters, writing blog posts. I put up my Instagram posts um, for the day. Usually in the morning, I get on stories and say, hey to people. Um, I am messaging them back and forth on that platform, which I always try to do. I try to respond to everybody that reaches out to me. And then I will be planning workouts. I put workouts in my app. I'll I'll be doing things for campaigns that I have with other brands for the blog. And then I also have an activewear slash athleisure clothing line that I came out with last year. So a lot of planning for that, um, everything from creating new pieces to the manufacturing and producing and getting them on the website. And then when it is on the website, I take orders. Um, I pack the orders, I mail the orders. So um, there's a lot of things and some days I get a lot done and some days I don't. And it just is kind of how it is. But I just try to go with the flow and not get too stressed out if I don't get everything done because it's hard. (laughs) So it sounds like it's a balance of organization, but then also giving yourself a, a little grace. I love what you just said. Like some days I get stuff done and some days I don't, and that's okay. I struggle with that a little bit. You know, I also make lists, but I don't always, you know, allow myself to say, oh, it's okay if things don't happen. As, so you run several businesses. You are uh, self-employed. How have you come to that kind of go with the flow attitude while also managing to check everything off your list? Because I could use some advice on that one. (laughs) Yeah, I will say by like just my nature, I am not necessarily a go with the flow type of person. So it's something that I'm actively working on because you can drive yourself crazy 
trying to do everything and be everything. And so that in itself has been a practice to know, you know, I'm doing my best every single day. I do my best to get the things done that I need to. But at the end of the day, if I've done my best and I have, you know, given my daughter the attention that she needs, really everything else is kind of falls by the wayside and I can be happy with it. Um, and yeah, you know, it's, it is hard. I try to approach each day with like a sense of determination to work hard to do those things. Um, I always joke like I'm a Capricorn and an Enneagram three. So I'm like very achievement um, oriented. I'm and an driven. Enneagram three too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you can relate to that. Um, and so I think I'm just kind of hardwired that way, but I also, you know, have to give myself grace. Like I know I can't do everything <laughs> every single day. And since Emma, um, she's 20 months. So since she's been Earthside, I I have definitely had to check my um, expectations about what I can get done while I'm also um, being a mom. So it's really just about, I think, at the end of the day, doing your best, giving yourself grace if things don't, you know, always work out or you get things done that you think. And then having a planner, like I'm an old school, I put pen to paper, like I have to write in my agenda. <laughs> like I put things in my phone, but if I don't write something down, I will forget. So I have to write them down. And in the sense of like checking them off when they're done, like actually checking them off is like one of the biggest things. I was just gonna, I was waiting to ask you about that. Maybe that's because we are Enneagram threes. Sometimes, um, so Mick Mixon, who does our play-by-play here, Panthers, he does the same thing. He brought this up to me. So I have to ask you as well. Do you ever write stuff down after you've done it just so that you can cross it off or check it off just for the satisfaction the yeah it's it's the best feeling right all the time yeah I'm like I've already done this and I don't need to write it down but I love to gosh it feels off, good so. yes I do the exact same thing I bet there's I bet there are people listening that do this as well it's nice to know we're not alone in that one I do have yeah. a, a question um with the pandemic and and having to stay home so much more, I imagine you were already doing some of that before running your own business. Um, but have things changed for you drastically in this last year in terms of the way you balance both being a, a mother and then also being a business owner? You've really got to get a lot of that stuff done at home now all the time. Yeah, you know, I will say actually, in one sense, the pandemic and like the stay at home sort of remote work was a blessing for me and that my husband started working from home. Um, and he still does. And just kind of being able to have him there for like times where like, if he takes his lunch, he can come out and hang out with Emma for 30 minutes. And that gives me another 30 minutes if I need it to do something, but also just like all being together. So that's been truly a blessing. But I think it just in terms of my work, like my blog content didn't necessarily change because I've always shared just kind of like every day life. I think kind of in the spring last year in March, when everything started to shut down, I think a lot of people felt really scared and confused and lost. And I know some of my work with like other brands, you know, out of nowhere, it really came to a halt. Brands were pausing collaborations, which is like part of how I earned my living. So that was scary. And, and you know, because they didn't know what the economy was going to look like. They didn't know what was going to come out of it. So they had to pause like influencer campaigns. And, mm. and, you know, I totally understand that. But it made me realize like I need to be more in control of my life and my earnings, basically. And so I've always had that aspect of I've always tried to have something that I'm totally in control of, um, of how I earn money and make our my living. But that really was like a big eye opener for me. So what came out
out of the pandemic, I think the biggest thing was that I did go all in on creating a workout app. So many people were working out from home and needing more guidance, like tons of people who have only ever worked out in gym, gym settings, all of a sudden, we're trying to figure out how to work out at home and find, you know, the right balance and what to do. And so I just was like, this is really the best time to be doing this. Um, I have been giving workouts on my blogs for nearly a decade. And so I finally was just like, let's do this. So I did create um, a workout app. And so that's been really great because not only has it given me, you know, this sense of, okay, I'm more in control here. I feel a little more um, stable, Mm -hmm. I guess. Um, But it's also just been such a great like community of women like working out with me. So I like to be able to to motivate them, but in turn, they motivate me to work out and and just live a healthy, balanced lifestyle. And so, yeah, that's been really great. And then similarly on that same kind of idea, I had started my active wear athleisure line, like right at the end of 2019. And I was just kind of, I was kind of more like dipping my toe in, I would say. But then when this happened, I was like, okay, it's, it's terrifying, but I feel like I need to go all in on like really creating like more of a collection here. Cause I was just going to create like one pair of leggings and see how it went. But that being said, I mean, I was self-funded in that project. And so I still had to keep in mind, like, okay, I only have a certain amount of money that I can invest into this Um, business as well. And so it really was all just the balance. And it was terrifying because you never really know if anything's going to work out. But I also knew if I didn't try, then I would always be kind of wondering what, you know, what if so. So yeah, that launched in went in January of this year. So it was like really hard getting the the clothing line going, um, just with manufacturing and everything with COVID, a lot of things were backed up. But finally, in January, after almost a year of working on it, I had products and the website went live and we launched. So yeah, a lot of things can a lot of things have changed in the last year for sure. <laughs> but it sounds like you've been able to find the silver lining and and it's it's incredible to see you branching off, as you said, into spaces like an app and into this this line of clothing. That's that's really incredible. I, I want to go back to how you got started in this industry. What led you to where you are now? When did you start down this path? Yeah, so I started my blog in 2010 when I graduated from college. Um, I had read some other healthy living blogs when I was a senior. Um, I played soccer in college, and so I was just kind of always into that like healthy lifestyle. But um, the spring season of senior year is the only time you don't have a sport to play for four years. So wow. I kind of was just like reading blogs and yeah, and getting into like working out on my own and kind of finding that since I had always just, you know, been doing it with the team and everything. And so when I graduated, I was like, you know, I really like reading other people's blogs. And I think I'd like to kind of continue to document my own fitness journey on my own blog. And I've always enjoyed writing. So just felt like a good creative outlet. So that's where I got started. And really, I don't think blogs became what they were, where they are today for at least, I don't know, several years after that, because then Instagram, um, I feel like has really exploded like the whole influencer thing and blogger thing. And I actually think the two things are conflated a lot. Like some people are influencers, that doesn't necessarily mean they're bloggers, Mm -hmm. but then some people, you know, call themselves bloggers, but they don't actually blog. So it's, I think some people are confused about what that term even is. But for me, it was always just about documenting my life and my workouts and just sharing in hopes that it would give some, you know, motivation or inspiration to someone else and also a way for me to connect to people. So that's how I got started. (laughs) Is that still at the heart of what you enjoy most is the 
connection with people, especially when it comes to workouts? Because you're now in all these different lanes where you're creating an app. I imagine that that takes a lot of technical know-how and deciding this is what I like and this is what I want the user experience to be. Or as you said, manufacturing. What is at the heart of what you enjoy doing and what has been um, learning experiences for you as you continue to, to kind of diversify in all these different avenues? Yeah. So I think I've always been um, entrepreneurial. So I guess that is at the heart of what I'm doing is that I've always wanted to be able to like create businesses and I've been passionate about that. But um, but certainly the connection part is big for me. Um, it was just nice to be able to like get comments on my blog about someone who lived across the country I never would have met otherwise. And now Instagram and social media has really like super elevated the ability to connect with um, with people. And so that's why I'm always really adamant about responding to all of my direct messages and getting back to people and like having conversations with them because I do think I want an experience with me a relationship with me to be very authentic um and I want people to know who I am like as if we were in the room together and so because you know if you're just looking at someone's Instagram feed you might have a sense an idea of who they are what their life is like but really unless you start talking to somebody and getting to know them you don't really know and so that's been a part of it for me that's important um because I think people get to know me or anybody, you know, you, you can relate to them better that way. And and therefore your experiences will be more poignant, I think, and they resonate better when you can relate to somebody. And when you have these conversations with people that, that follow along um, on your journey, what are the things that come up the most? What are the topics that you're engaging with these people and, and with um, people that use the app and do your workouts? What kind of conversations are happening? through direct messages on Instagram is probably where people are talking to me the most. I definitely get like emails and messages through the app and whatnot. But I think on those messages, I'm getting a lot of workout questions. Um, I get a lot of questions about how to get into running because I share that I love running. Um, And so people ask like, how do you get into it? How do you become a better runner? Things like balancing like your schedule and working out because people can see that you know, I do have a laundry list of things that I try to accomplish. And um, I always prioritize getting my my workout in. And then since I've been a mom, a lot of just motherhood questions, which has been great, because I have people now that I never would have met before that I can go on and like, oh, I'm going to ask this person like this question about about Emma's eating schedule or whatever. And then, you know, people have asked me the same thing about, you know, getting sleep with a newborn and all of these things. So one thing that I do try to do is write blog posts about topics that come up frequently. So that way I can really put it all there and I'm not having to necessarily like recreate the wheel with my answer every time I can be like, Hey, I have put this onto a post, you know, read that. And then if you, if you have more questions for sure, like reach out to me and we can talk more about it. And that way it lives somewhere and people can go back and reference it and not be like, Oh, what did she say? I don't remember. So, well, I'm sure you've uh, written blog posts about the questions that I am about to ask you, but just in case anyone hasn't had a chance who's listening now to, uh, to check those out quite yet. uh, I want to talk about the other component when you talk about a healthy lifestyle there's there's workouts and then there's making sure that we're eating properly and you have a young daughter so how do you deal with meal planning do you get a lot of questions about that how, how does that um, take shape in your everyday life that is another big question that I get is just about like what I eat every day and 
healthy recipes, that kind of thing. I do like to preface my response to anybody that messages me and right now that I am not like a registered dietitian. And so when people ask me specifically about maybe like what they should eat to achieve XYZ goal, I say you should definitely reach out to an RD in your area (laughs) Um, because they can give you the specifics and I'm not qualified to do that. But just from like a general standpoint, how I like to meal plan, um, we definitely have our sort of like staples that we have every every single week. I generally will just take like a few moments on Sunday and kind of plan out what we'll have. I hate cooking and I hate cooking for long periods of time. So all of (laughs) things that we eat are very quick and easy to make. I'm not someone who's like cooking a bunch of chicken breasts on Sunday so I can throw them, you know, into meals. I, I just, I can't do that. I'm I'm, I'm with you. (laughs) I am glad that we are having this discussion because that always seems to be everyone's answer, right? Is like spend your whole day preparing for the week and sometimes that's just not what I want to do. Yeah, it's never what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. I've tried it. I'm like, oh, well, everyone else does to do it. So let me try it. And I, I hate it every time. I'm like, I'm, it's Sunday. I'd and, rather, then, and then by Thursday, you don't want the chicken in the salad because you've had chicken right. the other three meals. That, that That is so refreshing to hear. So how do you handle it? I think just finding like easy staples that we like. Um, we we certainly do eat a lot of the same things over and over again. Like we eat taco bowls every single week, but we love them. Sounds and so good to me. we're yeah. fine with it. Yeah. We try to eat at least one or two like meatless meals. So just like veggie bowls, I'll just like roast veggies and throw them in a bowl. I mean, it's super easy. Um, and then something I've been trying to do because I had been getting a lot of questions about like what I eat on Wednesdays, I do something called like what I eat Wednesday. Um, and I just sort of like take quick pictures and post it to my Instagram stories of what I have eaten the whole day. I've seen those. Yeah. Snacks on. Yeah. So, and then I recap them in the blog post so people can always go back. And I've, I've been trying to share a new dinner recipe on those days because it helps other people have an idea, but then it's also given me a reason to try new recipes or create new recipes. So I've been doing that for about a month now, maybe a little more. So um, I've, I've had like five or six new recipes that we've liked. And that way we're not always, at least at least one time during the week, we're having something different <laughs> and new. <laughs> Definitely. So all those are on my blog. If people want to go um, check those out to have some ideas, um, it's under like the lifestyle tab, and then you can click on food, and everything's there. I've seen those, and I will be going back for all uh, to all of them. I've seen one or two, so I can't wait to check out the others. We touched a little bit on this earlier, but I, I would love to to go back to it. So I have friends who are entrepreneurs, um, but this is something that even I uh, struggle with is just, you know, balance is a word that everyone interprets differently. And I think there's a lot of people that would say there's no such thing as balance. How do you separate your your private time at home or how do you turn off from your job, which is um, which a lot of it involves sharing your life, you know, sharing your dinner that you're cooking, answering people's questions. So how do you find whether you want to call it balance or time to unwind? How do you handle that? Yeah, it is hard. And some days are totally different because I fi- I found a lot of it depends on my mood. I am more of an introverted person. And so um, while it is certainly a lot easier to be sharing on Instagram rather than like, say I was like in a room with all of these people, like that would be terrifying on one hand, but um, you'd be I great at be- it. <laughs> Thanks. But like, I, I don't know, it's, it's easier to do it on Instagram. But some days I'm just like, I am not in the mood to get on there today. Like I, I kind of have a day where I just I don't really want to talk that much. Like, it doesn't mean I'm in a bad mood. I just kind of need to be more alone, I guess. But you know, I try to do my best with balancing it out. I know a lot I, I follow a lot of people who 
literally document every single second of their life on their Instagram stories. And I recognize that I enjoyed watching that because, you know, you get to know these people and you almost feel like they're your <laughs> friends. And, um, but at the same time, I try to keep a, a little bit of it private. Just that's just what works for me and for us. And cause I have found, I'm like, oh, I love when people are sharing these hilarious moments and they're all laughing. I'm like, but those are the moments that I'm like in the moment laughing, like with my husband or whatever. Like I'm not like whipping my phone out to share it. Do that again. Like kind of at a loss. Do that again one more time for the game. Yes. I feel the same way. I'm always at a loss about how people always get those on camera. I'm like the funniest things that happen when I'm not, we're not like putting them on Instagram stories. And that's just something I'm like, I don't know how to fake that. And I don't want to fake that because I, you know, I was just trying to be real. And so what people see is like what is just genuinely going on but yeah I think at night after dinner I try to put my phone down and then my husband and I will either like watch a quick episode of a tv show or we'll read and just hang out together because when Emma's asleep then we can hang out a little bit and I try not to be on my phone too much at that point. So you know about half of this episode as I've made very clear is me getting personal advice from you but something you just (laughs) said is very interesting. Do you make the conscious effort to put your phone down at a certain time? Because it also sounds like you just very naturally or you've come to learn these boundaries. Do you have to tell yourself okay 8 p.m. or does it just kind of happen where you're like you know what this is my time the phone just naturally goes away? Yeah, I'm not, there's not a set time and I'm I'm not going to pretend to be perfect at it because I definitely can get caught in just like the scrolling on oh, Instagram, gosh, even though I'm not all. necessarily doing anything. Yeah. And so I try to be mindful of that. And the, the hard thing is I'm usually preparing my next day's posts because that's something that usually will get pushed off with all the rest of the days to do's um, until the night. And so sometimes I'm in bed like, okay, sorry, sorry, Craig, I just got to get my post ready. So there definitely are nights when that happens. So some nights are, it works. And some nights I'm still on my just phone. Have the best so attitude. it's just, again, one of those things where I'm like, I do my best, <laughs> do my best. But if you're not, if it's not perfect, I'm not going to like beat myself up over it either. I love that. Something that we could all use a little bit more of. So you were, you lived in Charlotte for, for quite some time. I know you're a Panthers fan, but you were just telling me that recently, Recently, within the last couple of weeks, your family has moved to Asheville. So I'm wondering, mm-hmm. I want to ask you about that, but I'm wondering for all of our Charlotte listeners, what were your, some of your favorite things to do? And I know you're still going back and forth some, and what are you maybe looking forward to as things start to open back up as it relates to the city that you used to live in? Obviously, Charlotte has a great brewery scene. Um, Charlotte's so got a lot. Something that, yeah, we've all, we always <laughs> love doing that. You know, I think we only went to one during the pandemic. Um, and it was like later in the summer, we went to Old Mech because they have that like open, like kind of family area. And we went early in the afternoon. There was like hardly anybody there. It was really nice. Um, but I think just being able to go back out <laughs> to breweries and not be like super concerned about your personal space <laughs> and yeah. just, you know, feeling normal again would be great. But we definitely, we loved Sugar Creek. That was always one that we loved. We had our rehearsal dinner there. We got married in Charlotte. And so the ones in that area, we always would go to um, the ones at Yancey that are new since that's right there. We love going to like Ann Springs in um, I think it's in Fort Mill and just walking those trails and then any really any of the parks we would try to get get out to. Um, Craig lived in my husband Craig lived in Dilworth when we first started dating and so being that close to Freedom Park and like mm. being able to walk there was always nice. So yeah I think just like the breweries opening back up and not being worried about people being like too close to you would be something I would just be most excited about. <laughs> it's yeah, it's gonna it's gonna feel so great when we can just go back one day safely. 
quickly and like you said, go sit down, have a beer and just really take in the atmosphere without being worried. I, I'm looking forward to that as well. And then as mm-hmm. your family transitions to Asheville, what are you looking forward to um, in your in your new home, in your new space? Yeah. So I guess another thing actually that came out of the pandemic that kind of will go into this question is I found that I, well, I've always liked home decor, but kind of like making like little renovations to the house. So in our Charlotte home, um, my pandemic or slash quarantine project was that I built a patio off of our deck. What? Um, I did like 90% myself. I was super wow. proud of it. My husband had just had hip surgery. So like he had torn his labrum. And so he was out of commission for like a month and a half. And so I just was like, I can, I can like move all of these like huge, um, patio pavers and figure out how to do it myself. That being said, we definitely have projects for like our new home that we're looking forward to doing ourselves. Um, But being here too, again, obviously Asheville has a great uh, brewery food scene too, but just being like closer to more like outdoorsy things. Like we love hiking, kayaking. My husband's like a fly fisherman and um, loves mountain biking and all that stuff. So just being more like accessible to those things because we would make day trips from Charlotte to go hiking somewhere yeah. and be driving four hours around. Yes. Trip. And obviously Crowder's Mountain is great, but you can only do it so many times before you're like, okay, and I want to do you're something like, different. I know this rock. I know this bend in the trail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're excited because um, there's a, a lot of those. Um, things here. So just being able to do that. And then Craig's, Craig is actually from this area. So being close to his family um, here is nice as well. So that's incredible. Best, just so I make sure that that everyone knows where to find you. Best H Carter on Instagram. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then your uh, blog is it's bestharringtoncarter.com. But if you just go to the Instagram, I have everything like linked there. So like my, my workout app is tagged there. My clothing line is tagged there. And then my blog link will be there too. But yes, bestharringtoncarter.com. I wanted to do just best Carter because that's very long, but it was taken. So <laughs> yes, as a, as a Balboni, with that being my last name, that's the one good thing is that those handles are very rarely ever taken. Although I did think there is another Christian Balboni somewhere. That's a story for another day. I'll tell you that one another time. (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, Just incredible uh, advice and perspective, and I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining me on the very first episode of the Inspire Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. 